Hello and welcome to Accounting Instruction Help and How To. In this lecture we're going to talk about the process cost system and we will be moving to the equivalent unit calculation. At the end of this we will be able to calculate equivalent units, use equivalent units to allocate material and conversion costs to each department, create journal entry to transfer costs from one department to another using the equivalent unit types of calculations. So last time we did do the process cost system last time and we're going to continue with the process cost system. Last time we talked about the journal entries, processing the journal entries through the system in terms of raw materials, going to work in process, then we had to apply the overhead in the work in process, and then we had to take it out of the work in process and put it into another department or to finished goods. And that process being similar to a job cost system, but different in that we could have multiple work in process type of accounts. The new thing within the work in process is that we just kind of gave the numbers in terms of the processing out and which what was going to be allocated to each department so we could make the journal entries. In order to come up with those numbers, however, we need to make some type of estimate. We're going to make some estimate in terms of how much is still in one department versus how much went to the other department. So if we're talking about the mixing department and the packaging department, if we're making taffy and stuff, then and, and then it goes out how much of it went from the taffy department, the second department, the packaging to the finished goods. We often know the total amount in dollars. We need to apply those dollars to the units that are still in process, which can be difficult because the process isn't complete. So it's difficult to, to figure out. We got to make some estimates in terms of how complete are they? How should we allocate the dollar amounts to these different processes? Way we're going to do that, a ratio type of analysis using what we call equivalent units. So remember what we're working with here. We're working with a process cost system. That means we're a manufacturing company. And if we manufacture stuff, there's two types of manufacturing processes we usually use. And that will be the job cost system and the process cost system. We are looking now at the process cost system. Process cost system generally being used for things that are going to be homogenous or the same in nature. Things like refining oil, things that go through a process, a standard process. Usually the units are completely standardized. The cost is often a lot lower because of that standardization. That's the purpose of the standardization as opposed to the job cost where things are usually a bit more expensive because they're not standardized and therefore it costs more to make uh, the customized things. So we're looking at the process cost system. I'm, I'm, I often imagine something like taffy or something like that. We're making the hard candy or something with that big machine and we're putting the uh, sugar on the one end and it's being converted and mixed up into like a gooey sugar thing and then it's going to be packaged at the end or something like that different types of processes and then of course it's going to go to the finished goods and then it's going to be sold at some point so we need to allocate the costs to the different processes as they go through so we're going to have our our calculation here our our data will be that we're going to have materials and conversion costs so it's going to be important for us to distinguish between material costs and conversion costs what are the material costs well that's going to be the direct materials like the sugar that's going to go in the conversion cost is going to be the direct labor, the machine hours, and the overhead. So we're, generally we're going to think right now a labor and uh, overhead. Those are the things that are, of course are taking that sugar and converting it into uh, taffy sugar. And that's, what we, that's the conversion stuff. So we know the dollar amounts basically. We know that we had beginning material costs and we know that we had beginning conversion costs. We're going to give you some numbers here just so we can go through them but uh, just you get the concepts down as we go so materials were starting off with 9,900 of uh, beginning conversion 110,970 so total for the beginning balance in terms of dollars 120,870 then we had the stuff that was added during the month in terms of material cost we're talking cost here not units 
cost for materials added during this month, during this time period, 248400 Costs added in terms of conversion, direct labor, and overhead, 1082974 A total in terms of added costs of 1331370 That gives us a total of materials costs in terms of uh, 258300 Total conversion, 1,193,940. And a total, a uh, total of 1,452,240. So we don't obviously need to completely know those numbers, but we're going to be using those as a base as we discuss through this and and picture what is going on here. Now, first thing we need to do is take a look at the units, and we're going to start to calculate what equivalent units are. So, equivalent units, we're going to we're going to think about the total units that we are accounting for, whether they be equivalent or whether they be done or not. <laughs> And then we're going to convert those into equivalent units, things that are not, for the units that aren't quite done, we're going to say how many, like, equivalent units to being done are there. If we have, you know, you can imagine having two halves done, and we're going to say, well, that's one equivalent unit. That would be kind of what we're trying to do here, so that we can use that to allocate costs. So when we talk about whole units, total units, we're talking about just the total units. When we talk about equivalent units, we're taking those total units and calculating equivalent units based on one materials, and then taking those same units and calculating this equivalent units based on conversion costs, and those costs being uh, direct labor and the overhead that is going to be used to convert. The way we're going to do this is we're going to first take a look at the total units. So we have the total units. Most book problems in, and in real life, we often know what the total units are. So in our case, we're going to say the total units are 24,600. And we're going to we're going to say that the beginning units, the units that were in there before we started this process, were 3,000 units. And we know that the ending units that are still in there that haven't yet completed in this particular department, we're calling Department A at this point, is 2,400. We will be using here a first-in, first-out method. So the first-in, first-out method will be the idea that the units that went in there at the beginning are going to be completed and out at the end of the process. So we're assuming that if it was in there at the beginning, those 3,000 units that were in there at the beginning, they will be done and have been processed out at the end of the process. And therefore, what we want to do is break this out in terms of a bit different format. Instead of just having beginning inventory plus the stuff that was added and then having total units, what we want to do is we want to have beginning inventory and then we want to break out the units that were started and completed. How would we do that? Well, we could take the total that we usually have, it's going to be the 24,600 in this case, and subtract out the beginning units, which are given 3,000, and subtract out the units that are still in there at the end, which in this case is 2,400. So if we take the total units that, that we're accounting for, 24,600, minus the stuff that was in there at the beginning, 3,000, minus the stuff that's still in there at the end, 2,400, then the equivalent units that were started and completed were 19,200. Why is that important to us? Because when we allocate the equivalent units to uh, that proportion, that amount, that 19,200, which we started and completed, we know that they're 100% of equivalent units. All the costs should be allocated to those units for this month because they started and completed, as opposed to the ones that were started last month, where some of the costs were in there at the beginning and some are in there now in terms of materials, in terms of conversion. And the stuff that's still in there at the end, where some of the stuff was in there, but some of the stuff is going to be, all of the cost is going to be in there too next month. So therefore, we're breaking this out now. We're thinking about the total units of the 24-6 in this format. Beginning units, 3,000, plus the units started and completed, 
19,200. Those amounts, the 3,000 on 19,2, are the ones that we're assuming got finished and moved on to the next de department. So if we're in the mixing department, those are the ones that got finished because we're assuming first in, first out, and then got transferred to the packaging department or the next department. And then we're going to say, say the ending working process is the 2,400, which of course represents the units that are still in this department at the end of the month. And if we add that up, that's our total 24,600. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take those total units in those categories and then try to think through what the equivalent units for those categories would be. For example, total beginning units was 3,000. That's the stuff that was still like in the mixing pot that didn't get out of the mixing pot to go to the packaging area at the beginning of the month. And therefore, for materials, what we're assuming is the first thing we do is put all the sugar in the in the pot so that would happen at the start of the process so if those 3,000 units were in there at the beginning of the month we went in there uh, you know Monday morning of the new month and the stuff was in there that means that all the sugar was put in last month therefore for this month we're not putting any new sugar in there it was all put in last month so there are it's zero percent equivalent units so there's zero equivalent units for the materials because it all went in last month under the first in first out method how about the conversion the conversion is what wasn't finished it wasn't converted the sugar wasn't quite converted yet meaning uh, we don't have the direct labor and we don't have the overhead yet applied those are the things that convert and they're gonna the books gonna have to give us the problem or in real life we're gonna have to figure out what that conversion rate is and we're gonna have to usually just come up with a rate that we think is a fair estimate and of course different types of companies will have different processes in terms of how they're going to come up with that but we're going to say that in this case uh la we if we looked at last times it said it was 40 percent complete as the end of last time period and therefore that means of course 100 percent minus 40 percent means it's going to be 60 percent converted in this month so it was 40% done last month, and we're going to finish it because it's first in, first out. Therefore, 60% will be done this month. If we take that 3,000 units that are still in beginning, then in terms of conversion, we have 1,800 units. So of those total units, the 3,000 in beginning inventory, zero for of, of equivalent units for materials, and 1,800 equivalent units for the conversion. Now, don't get this mixed up and, and think that those two things, the 1,800 and the zero, are different units. They're, they're the same 3,000 units in, compared to the equivalent units for materials and for conversion. So they represent the same total, the same portion of that 3,000 units, just in terms of different things, materials and conversion. We'll do the same thing for the units started and completed. And if the, if the units were started and completed, we had 19,200 that were started and completed. By definition, if they were started and completed, then all material costs went in there this time period. All the sugar was dumped in for those units this time period. And all the conversion happened this time period because we completed them this time period. Therefore, 100% of the equivalent units are there and 100% of the conversion there. And that's why we did that, because we like to see that, that that makes it easy for us to put that in there for our calculation. So those started and completed. So therefore, the equivalent units for materials and the equivalent units for conversion are 19,200 the same as the total units because they were 100% converted. Then we have the stuff that's still in there at the end of the time period. So now it's the 31st of the month and we looked in the pot. We still have those stuff in there. And that's the stuff that hasn't been done yet. How much of the materials went in there? Well, if we're talking about equivalent units, 
at the end of the month, remember that under FIFO, the first thing we do is dump the sugar in the pot. So if the sugar's in the pot, then that means that we put 100% of the sugar in this month because we started it this month. The materials are all in there. So for equivalent units for the stuff that's still in there at the end of the month, 100% equivalent units. Therefore, total units 2,400 is the same as equivalent units for material. Of that 2,400 that is still in there at the end, what hasn't yet been done is they haven't quite yet been converted. We, with the clock ended at the end of the day, there was still stuff in the pot and we had, we left because we, we, we had it still in there. And therefore, it's not quite done yet. So now we're going to have that 2,400 and we're going to have to multiply times something for the conversion being the direct labor and the overhead. Again, a book problem is just going to have to give us that number. In real life, we're going to have to have some kind of estimate of what that number is, which will vary greatly in terms of what type of company we're at. We'll have their own process to kind of figure that out. So we're going to say it's 80% in this case. Therefore, 2,400 total units times their 80% complete gives us equivalent units 1,920. So if we add up for the, the materials, we had the beginning equivalent units were zero, plus those units started and completed were 2,000, I mean 19,200, and the ending was 2,400. So equivalent units for materials was 21,600, or is 21,600. Compared to the total units that we're accounting for, some of them done and some of them not, 24,600. Equivalent units will always be less, of course, because the total units means that we're counting units that aren't done yet. They're the total unit. And the equivalent units, we're, we're combining and seeing what units kind of are equivalent to being done. For conversion, we started out with uh, beginning of equivalent units 1,800. Then we had the units started and completed, that same 19,200, because they were started and completed. And in ending inventory, equivalent units in terms of conversion, direct labor and overhead, 1,920. Total equivalent units in terms of conversion, 22,920. Again, less than the, than the total units that have been not, that are either complete or not complete, being the 24,600 total units we're accounting for. The equivalent units will always be less. Again, remember that the materials equivalent unit and the conversion, we had the materials 21,600 and the conversion equivalent units 22,920. Does that, it doesn't mean that we have different units. Those are the same units, the same piece of that 24,600 total units that we're talking about. We're just breaking them out in different sections comparing different types of costs because we want to allocate different costs. So of that 24,600, we have equivalent units for materials, 21,600. Of that 24,600, we have equivalent units for conversion of 22,920. What are we going to do with those equivalent units? Well, we're going to use those to allocate the costs to uh, the different area, the different departments. So remember, the stuff that's beginning, that was in there at the beginning, the stuff that started and completed, that's no longer in our department. We assume that's the stuff that went out. The stuff that's in ending work in process, that's the stuff that's still in our department. Therefore, the costs that we talked about at the beginning, the materials and the conversion, those were the costs that we need to allocate. Those are the total costs. We know what the costs are, but we need to allocate them to the stuff that's still in our department in ending work in process and the stuff that went out the stuff that got converted beginning those are the beginning units and the ones that were then started and completed how are we going to do that well we're going to take the total costs that we had that that were added during this month under the first in first out method and for materials we know that cost was 2000 i'm sorry 248,400 and we we're going to take that number and divide it by the equivalent units for materials so that was 21,600 Therefore, 
we're going to get the $11.50 per equivalent unit. Now we have a number that we can then go back and say, okay, the ones that were in the beginning inventory and the ones that were started and completed times $11.50, that's the dollar amount now that we will then say got converted out. And the stuff that's still in ending working process, 2400 times the 1150 that's the dollar amount now that we're going to say is still in. So we'll, we'll talk about that in more detail, but that's the basic idea. Same for the conversion, the direct material, the direct labor, not materials, and the conversion was a cost, dollar amount cost, $1,082,970 that we incurred during this month. We need to, we need to allocate that cost somehow. We're going to do that by dividing by the equivalent units 22,920, meaning we have $47.25 per equivalent unit. So we can do the same thing for the conversion. So of those conversion costs, we can now say, okay, the stuff that was in the beginning and the stuff that was started and completed in terms of units times that unit price, 47.25, means that's the stuff they got transferred out in terms of conversion. And the stuff that's still in ending working process in terms of the uh, conversion times the 47.25 is the stuff that's still in our department. So let's think about that more formally. What we're going to do is we're going to say we're going to start off with the beginning inventory, uh, the beginning inventory costs. Those are the costs that were in there from last time. So that we did this full process last time. The ending uh, pro work and process that was in there from last time, of course, is our beginning this time. So we know that th that dollar amount is already been calculated from has already been calculated from last time and it's in our beginning inventory cost now what we're going to do is we're going to think about our worksheet for the units and take those categories of units beginning inventories plus the units that were started and completed and then the ending plus the ending inventory gives us the total units we're going to think about those each layer there and multiply those layers time the units times the unit cost for materials and then for conversion so for example we started off with beginning work in process and if we take the direct materials beginning work in process, remember we had total units of, th of 3,000, but the direct, materials, uh, the direct materials equivalent units was zero because it all started last time. So obviously if we take zero and, and multiply it times our, our dollar amount per unit, 1150 for direct materials, that's still zero. So we have zero from that beginning total. We will then do the same for the conversion. So if we looked at that same beginning number in terms of conversion, that same 3,000 units, we said that it was 60% uh, com completed this time period. So 3,000 times the 60, that was 1,800 equivalent units. And then if we take a look at the, do the dollar amount per equivalent unit that we calculated was 47.25. So we're gonna take that 1,800 times the 47.25 means that we're going to allocate uh, 85,050 of the conversion costs to those beginning 3,000 units. And therefore, those beginning units, we're going to say we had zero for materials that were allocated in terms of dollar amounts and 85,050 for conversion. So we got 85,050 dollar amount for those beginning units that will then be allocated. So if we take our beginning inventory costs that were in there before in terms of dollars that were 120,870 plus that 8550 uh, we have the total cost of the beginning units then we're going to take the next category that we had within our units worksheet which of course were those units that were started and completed so the units started and completed the direct materials we had 19,200 so remember the total units were 19,200 and by the category of them being started and completed means that 100% were started and completed. So that, that the equivalent units will be the same in this case. 
and we're going to multiply that times the 1150 cost per equivalent unit that we had then calculated. Therefore, we're going to allocate the dollar amount, 19,200 times the 1150 of 220,800. We'll do the same for conversion. We're saying conversion of those 19,200 units, all of, all of them were converted because we started them and completed them. We multiply that, time, that 19,200 times the rate or, or the dollar amount per unit of conversion costs, 47.25 in this case, and we then allocate the dollar amount, which in this case is 907,200. So then the stuff that was started and completed, if we add up the direct materials dollar amount we're allocating, 220,800 plus the dollar amount for conversion, 907,200, we get a total 1,128,000. Now, that's going to be the total costs of units transferred out being the amount, the begin, we had the beginning inventory plus the cost that we added to those units that we were in beginning inventory to finish them up plus the costs that are allocated to the conversion, the ones that were started and completed. That cost now, if we add those up, which adds up to 1,333,920 is the stuff that has then been completed. So now we're, that's the dollar amount that we're saying, hey, that's the dollar amount that, that should be going out of this department and into the next department. That's going to be our journal entry to take it out of this department and put it into the next department. And so now we're going to do the, the, the last piece, which is the ending working process, and that's going to be the stuff that will be left over. Once we do this journal entry, then the stuff that will be left over uh, is what we're basically going to calculate now for that kind of check figure. So this is the cost of working process in the end, the ending working process, if we look at our units, the total units were 2,400. And remember, if we're talking about the stuff that's in there at the end, that means that uh, all the sugar already got put in there, but it hasn't been shipped out yet. So all the sugar cost should be in there uh, this time period. We added them this time period. Therefore, the equivalent units is the same, 2,400. So times our 1,150 cost per unit means we're going to allocate the costs of 27,600 in this case for the ending working process related to the materials. Then the conversion. So the conversion, if we look at our units of the 2,400, we said that they were 80% done in terms of conversion, direct labor and overhead. Therefore, the equivalent units were 1,920 and we multiply that times our 4,725 and that gives us the 90,720 that we are going to allocate in terms of dollar for conversion to the Indian units that are still in there. Therefore, if we add those two up, the direct materials, 27,600, and the conversion, 90,720 total, is 118,320. That is going to be the dollar amount that will be still allocated in there in the Indian uh, unit. So obviously, if we then add those up, if we add up the costs that we that were going to be transferred out, plus the costs that were still in there, that should give us our check figure to the total costs that we were trying to allocate out. So remember, we started off knowing what the total costs were, and, and in this case, it was 1,452,240, and we used this process to allocate it out between the departments, and the total then should add back up to 1,452,240. So we kind of used basically kind of a ratio analysis in order to break that cost out between these uh, different areas unit using equivalent units and so of course it should then add up to the total at the end then we can do our journal entry we can finally do our journal entry here so remember our if we're imagining our uh, trial balance we're imagining our trial balance with a giant t we've got the assets are going to be on the left hand side we got cash it's going to be the green asset then we got accounts receivable 
Then we've got our kind of new stuff, the raw materials, inventory, asset, debit balance on the left-hand side. Then we're going to have the work in process in department A or the mixing department that we are now working on. It's an asset. It's going to be on the left-hand side as well. Then we got the work in process department B, or you can think of it as the packaging department for our discussion here. And notice we have two work in process. So we're going to take it out of the process A. The process A has to then go to the process B for the most part. So everything from A will go to, to part B. Note that everything in B didn't necessarily come from A, meaning some stuff from B may have come directly from raw material. So if we're talking about the packaging department, obviously all the taffy came from department A to department B, but the the whatever we're wrapping in the wax paper or something, it's going to come directly from raw material. It's not like they, that it's not like that went through department A. So just remember, obviously, everything from department A in a process cost system is going to go to department B, or everything from the mixing department will be then going into the uh, packaging department. However, everything from the everything in the packaging department did not necessarily come from department A. Uh, it includes everything from department A and then possibly stuff from uh, raw materials that went directly to uh, department B. So in any case, also note that we have two working processes, which is different than in a job cost system where we only have one working process which is then backed up by the job costs and then we have the finished goods under that so the finished goods is of course an asset and it's going to be on the left hand side of the giant t as well we've got the factory overhead which i put i have up in the assets it's going to be on the left hand side of the t asset and then we've got the factory equipment property plant and equipment asset left hand side debit balance accumulated depreciation that's our contra asset in terms of our trial balance it's on the right hand side and then we have our liability i'm just going to have one just to show it here it's going to be accounts payable so you can imagine the big t accounts payable yellow on the left hand on the right hand side and then we've got retained earnings equity section right bright blue i'm imagining it has a credit on the right hand side and then we've got the sales and the cost of goods sold the income statement i'm imagining navy blue sales is a credit on the right hand side all expenses, including cost of goods sold and every other expense, utilities expense and what salaries expense, is going to be a debit. It's net income calculated as sales or revenue minus all of the expenses. So our journal entry, what we're doing is, of course, if we're, we're just looking at our, our trial balance, we see in work in process in that's our in in department A or the mixing department that which is our department, we see that it has a dollar amount of one million four fifty two two forty in it. And we're going to look at our worksheet that we had, and we calculated that the total cost of units transferred out, which included the, the stuff that was in there at the beginning, the dollar amount that was in there at the beginning, plus the dollar amounts that we said was applied to the units that were still in there at the beginning that had not been completed yet, because we're saying that those were completed during this time period. So the cost of us completing them is, is part of this number, and the units started and completed is part of this number. Those are the things that, that we're allocating out now from our worksheet. And it happened to be uh, 1,333,920 in this case. So we're going to say, okay, that's an asset. We need to make it go down because it went out of our department. And it's now the responsibility of the packaging department in department B. So we're going to credit our account because we need to make it go down. And assets of debit balance, we need to do the opposite thing to it. And then, of course, we are going to debit the uh, work in process for B. So B then is going to be the debit. And so if we were to journalize this, our work in process was at 1,452,240. We credited it in the journal entry of 1,333,920, doing the opposite thing to it, bringing the balance down to 
118,320 in terms of dollars. That should tie out to our final number in our worksheet, meaning when we calculated out our ending equivalent units in terms of conversion of materials, uh, we came to this number, 118,320. So obviously if we take the total costs and we subtract out the stuff that got transferred out, we should be left with the stuff that didn't get transferred out and is still in ending work and process for our department. And then department B, we're saying it started at zero, so it went from zero, and then we debited it by 1,333,920, bring it up to 1,333,920. Obviously no effect on net income at this point. We're just allocating between the uh, production process, between the inventory accounts. It hasn't yet even got to the finished goods area, so therefore it hasn't been uh, sold yet.